what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of the sister sister podcast episode 49 i'm here your host bianca joined for another week with my lovely sister frida hey y'all frida bro and <laughs> no we released last week or was that thanksgiving yeah, no uh, last week we released last week yeah yep last week Okay, period. We're trying to be consistent or whatever. We're trying to be consistent. This week's topic is going to be a little heavy, but we have saved it because we were like, we can't talk about it the week of Thanksgiving. That's depressing. We can't come back from Thanksgiving talking about something depressing. But now it's been enough time and we got to get it out before the holidays. So here we are to depress your lives. But, you know, anything we talk about, it's going to be a little heady, heady, har, har because we don't know how to take shit serious. Right. It's a serious topic, but... We always throw some type of puns or something in Wait, there. Wait, I wanted to say rest in peace to somebody. Somebody just died. Who died? Was somebody died? Did somebody die? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I wanted to start off by saying rest in peace. Girl, what? <laughs> How do oh, you forget who died? Because it wasn't like personally. Oh, I meant oh. in the world of celebrities. Um, Rest in peace to Nick Cannon's baby boy, Zen. Yes canon who had passed away that it just this past was, weekend I yes think, right? this past weekend it was just so sad and it touched me and i saw the thing earlier and i just want to say i rest in peace to that little angel baby yes, that's up in heaven in now zen, zen. but yes because yeah, it was, was sad seeing the canon like, he broke down yeah and i was just, and then he just told the story and i was just like oh my god mm-hmm. the strength in some people yeah and then to display that i mean we know his life is like on display for the world but but he's to display private. it in front of people. Right, he's private, yeah. like, to, you know what I mean, to an extent. And it's just to display it in front of people. Like, he'd be like, boom, a lot of I got a baby. Even, like, I got a new baby. And right. people be like, with who? Where? You know what I mean? Like, he's private for the most part. Right, right. Um, so that was real vulnerable of him. Yeah, and then, like, I already think he's a cornball. But that made me be like, damn, all right, maybe you're not so much of a cornball. Like, right. He's a heart. Yeah. He's a heart. So bring us into that ghetto sheet. So the first death so ghetto on our list. I feel like he has been ghetto for like the past few weeks. So since birth, honestly. Kyle Rittenhouse name Little makes beach. me gag. The fact that two things are ghetto about him. The fact that he's on a press tour right now. Like yes. he's like why is he be why is he doing interviews? That's on podcasts. Why why are these people... Matter of fact, Kyle, come to this motherfucking podcast. Go ahead. Why are these white people... Because it ain't going to be the interview you Interviewing like. him like this. Then, the little entitled brat want to... I mean... Well, you just said it. It's the white people. He's the their king people. now. Right. He's right. Donald He's Trump has... You know what I mean? He's their leader now. Donald Trump, he had to step down. He got down. the Donald Trump stamp of approval. That's what I'm saying. He got the stamp of approval with the picture. Like, yeah, so now he's their, too, new, their new racist king. And the fact that he's says oh he's not a lebron fan anymore yeah that part like because who gives LeBron a fuck gives a fuck lebron, LeBron I, probably, I guarantee you lebron listen, doesn't want you as a fan listen you know anyway. how like when you shower you scrub twice like you shower you wash a place you know what i mean yes i'm pretty sure after that got released lebron washed up five times at the thought that you were his fan right, that you, you were a piece of shit fan. i'm pretty sure about, lebron oh, wanted to scrape say, oh, his yeah, skin now off i'm like fuck lebron no Fuck you, Kyle. When he said that, when he said, where the fuck are my white tears when there were no tears there? Oh, I can't begin to explain how it just ignited a fire in me. Like, where the fuck were your tears? LeBron, I mean, Kyle, <laughs> we, we, we're not giving you any more. We're not giving you any more seconds. LeBron needs You're to send done. Him, LeBron needs to send him a fuck you package. A you package are of done, Kyle. Fuck you. You're done here. <laughs> Next. 
Who's next? So last week we we touched on the Michigan school shooter. Oh my the, god! The another crazy ass white people. Yeah. Like, what the is that the topic today? So this week, because <laughs> that is depressing. This week, his parents are on the run. Oh, they're on my the run. No, no. This week, no. They've been found. No, 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 no. I'm saying, uh, so we talked about it last week. I'm oh. saying like, this week we're going to So they were on the run. When did, when did they get found? No, so let's start know. here. Let's start with the fact that they look like serial killers. They look like the type of people they, that are going to shoot up a school, right. right? They look like they probably told him, like, yes. go shoot up your school. So, okay, for those of you who are not privy to, this little piece of shit 15-year-old, and he's a piece of shit because he just went up in there shooting up people, so I don't care how young he is. This little piece of shit, fifteen year old, going to go decide to shoot up people in the motherfucking school, right? Okay, he's a piece of shit. We know mm-hmm. that, but the reasons his parents is piece of shit. Because at first, you know, when kids be doing shit and they minors, I be feeling bad when like the, right. it falls on the parents sometimes, right? Like I was like, oh my you, God, like you raise your kids the best you can. Hey, like, like nobody's like, oh my little murderer. Wait till you start killing like, people. Yeah, just shooter. wait. But wait, right? it looks like his parents like did say that, like, oh look at my little school shooter. They raised him up. This right, way. but not only that. It looks strange. So at first I'm like, oh my god, why are they trying to put this on appearance? Like, why are they trying to put this on appearance? They ain't had no control over the fact that their son was a piece of shit, but they did. So the school had informed them that the little boy was looking up ammunition mm. a couple days prior to the incident at school. At school. The teacher caught him. The teacher reported it. They contacted the parent. They called the mother and the father. Mm. Left a voicemail. No response. Then the school, the the teacher reached out. Then the school reached out. When they could not contact the parents, they sent a detailed email explaining what had happened and asking for them to reach back so that they can speak to them about what had been going on lately with his behavior. None of them ever responded to the school or the teacher. But Mm. then... When he was arrested and they went through his phone, they saw on that same day after the mother had received the email from the school, she texted him saying, I'm not mad at you. You just have to do better next time not getting caught. LOL. Oh, hell no. Right. So then the day of the incident, they called the mom and they asked her to come pick him up from school early because he was drawing obscene pictures of harming students in school. And they asked her to come pick him up from school. She did not come pick him up from school. Fast forward, he's shooting at school. Right. So, and the father bought the gun four days prior to the incident. This wasn't a gun that they've been had. He bought the gun four days prior. So, it looked as though, like Frida was saying, that it, he was either coerced or that his behavior was accepted at home. Mm-hmm. He also Enabled. made a video the day before detailing that he was going to go shoot up the school on his phone. They knew. Yep, they knew. Right. They so... Knew. They issued, um, you know, that the, that they were going to be charging the parents, blah, blah, blah. The, the parents were going to be found guilty in connection to blah, 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 blah. But again, they were going to be found guilty for, what was it, like negligent? Child endangerment or something. Yeah, like. Gross negligence. Right. Negligence. Something something yeah. that was light just on the That's fact that, like, her, you didn't you pay didn't attention to the shit. signs. Right. right. So if y'all wasn't guilty not before, do better next time. But oh, not getting caught. If y'all wasn't yeah. guilty before, if y'all wasn't even getting charged for something so crazy, why the fuck did y'all flee? They fl- they fled. Where did they, where did they go? Well, they were still in Michigan, but they got found in Detroit. 
their car was found abandoned. Someone had tipped off. Because remember, they, they issued like a whole alert for these people. They abandoned So they were like, car. oh, they're they're officially. What? What did they say? They're, they're officially. Oh, my God. Fugitives. What is the word? Yes. Fugitives. And like they like issued like a statewide thing. Like if you see this car oh, wow. anywhere, blah, blah, blah. Right. So they were supposed to have been showing up for court to get their sentencing or whatever or their plea. Mm-hmm. so they fled and then someone had called and tipped off their car after seeing on the news or whatever what we're supposed to be looking out for and said they, they were located in detroit no he was he's arrested oh he got arrested at the oh, school oh, yeah he got arrested at the school so they basically was like left him for dead. Like, they left him for dead we told you do better next time right they was like we wow. told you not to get caught because oh. we ain't getting caught so then then they went on a foot patrol manhunt because they found the car abandoned oh so now they were searching they were searching on foot guess where they found these motherfuckers not in a crack house they no that's (laughs) where they look like (laughs) they found them in the first floor of an abandoned warehouse right hiding out in an abandoned warehouse but y'all y'all not guilty of nothing right (laughs) but then mind you their lawyer's defense is that they were gonna go turn themselves in no, you wasn't. What were they doing? Right. No, you wasn't going to go turn yourself in. What were they doing? Remodeling the abandoned warehouse first for the good deed? Like Exactly. It's just the way the they're ghetto. And I hope they get more than a fucking slap on the wrist or two years. But you know, That's they white. Crazy, so but yeah. Mm. <sighs> this is just too much. Ghetto trash. These thugs. <laughs> right. The thugs. The, the gangbangers. There's a real. That's the biggest gang in the world. The whites. Mm-hmm. This is the last asshole ghetto person. The last one. Oh, he's the ghetto of them all. Stevie. Did you ever really love me, Stevie? Right. That's, that's what they said to him. Like, Stevie J is asking for spousal support right. from Faith Evans amid their divorce. Boy, what? <laughs> First of all, their whole relationship was ghetto too. It was weird. And I thought it was You was Vicky's friend. Faith was his ex-wife. I thought it was like a... I thought it was like a, a publicity stunt or something or something for TV that was fake, but apparently it was a whole fucking marriage. Apparently, she was beating his ass. <laughs> he got um fucking domestic violence charges on her, all types of shit. They're just fake. Get up, yes. They're just get up. Right into our topic. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I did not know that. They're ghetto, but he's even That's... more ghetto for asking for money from her. Go. I never. And I've never been married, so maybe I don't understand it, but I've just never understood. Like, I get child support. Like, okay, you can get to take care of this child. But spousal support, I just feel like if I divorce you, like, I don't want, I don't want you to take care of me. So, no. Spousal support. Excuse me for my rude ass, Sean. Spousal support was put in place for people who are left high and dry, right? So, for example... You help this person come up, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say, for example, you and Phil. Mm-hmm. Well, all due respect, y'all are nothing right now, right? You're not the number one CEO in blah, blah, blah. Right, Phil's right. not the number one CEO. In, y'all are regular people, right? Right. Y'all struggling together. Y'all get it <laughs> out everywhere. You're nothing. You heard her. Nobody's. A bunch of nobodies. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> so then. Broke his shit. Okay, that's what we mean. Y'all get it together, y'all get it together, but he's the face of whatever took off. You're investing in him, you're believing in him, blah, blah, blah. You're the face of whatever took off. Okay. Now, for 10, 15, 20 years, you guys are living this lifestyle. All of a sudden, tomorrow, he decides he's going to take it from you. Right, and it's his Where money. are you to go? 
that's what spousal support was put in place for. For people who literally are going to lose everything. Mm, okay. From the life that okay. they have created, right? I get that. But now, I mean, it's still in the same sense. It's like, if you create a life with somebody mm-hmm. and you're used to a certain type of life now from something you equally put into, right? you should not have to walk away broke right? from that situation. However, CVJ is not broke. Well, then again, right. he probably is. And he hasn't he equally to act like put into anything in faith. Right, but, pockets, that's, but that's, so the, like, that's the part. That's why rich mm, people who are already rich and nobody helped them get there should have prenups. Right. Because if I was rich and I'm like, you're not my boyfriend since we were 13 and you didn't help me come up on this or whatever right. the case may be. Definitely a prenup. Definitely. Definitely a prenup before you date me. <laughs> I'm like, do you believe you your prenups on the first date? date? You don't. We're just wasting our time here. Right. We're going to be texting and be like, yeah, I just sent you a DocuSign <laughs> via email. Can you sign this before I, I agree to sign this date? date nup. This is the date nup in order to get to the prenup. This is the date we might get there. And then we have a... a I need you to agree that one day you'll sign nup. a prenup. Mm-hmm, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. That, so, CBJ, you're getting a fax for spousal support. Like, leave that woman. Let... Just... Separate and go. Just go. Just go y'all separate ways. Boom. Like, why do you want that woman taking care of you? It's That's over. weird. Like, y'all haven't even been together that long. Like, the whole thing is weird. Anyway, but let's roll right into our topic. First of all, okay, no, okay, let's do this situation because our topic. Oh my god, you didn't even want to like, uplift them. In. Well, this really isn't you uplifting. Up it's yeah, a it's, little. Hey. It's giving a little depressing. Right. But, but it's our topic. But it's kind of like it's kind of like um like a concrete rose. Yes. Yes. Out the concrete, who knew that a flower would grow? Period. Okay. Okay. So boy. this is the quote. I didn't come up with that. <laughs> you may feel weak, but within you is the strength to leave. Within you is the strength to overcome and achieve that which you deserve. Okay? And that is from stories of survivors. Survivor. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop. I'm, I'm going to work harder. harder. Yes. Harry and Beyonce said so, that. And a rest now. <laughs> like we said... This is a tough topic, but we're who we are, and and this is this is who we are. Y'all should notice by now. Forty nine episodes in, y'all should notice. Y'all know who we are. Exactly. So don't come being all sensitive and getting offended and shit. So now doubling back to our last that's so ghetto. I didn't know that Faith was beating on Stevie J. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So that was just like that added in because that was our third that's so ghetto. But I didn't even know yeah. it didn't even like directly relate to our topic, but like right. it directly relates to our topic now. Like, he filed charges and everything? Mm-hmm. Is that why he wants a divorce? Um, I don't know. Or maybe we can pull it, it up. Stevie J divorcing Faith. Yeah, I wonder if that's why he wants or maybe a divorce. maybe she's been cheating on him. I don't know, but... Who knows? But, yeah, so... Where did we get reason, this topic from? So... Besides the fact that NFL ain't cool. Right, exactly. It's never been cool. So, NFL player Zach Stacy, Former NFL player Zach Stacy. I don't know what team he plays for. That's out of my um jurisdiction. My my uh, there's another word for it that white people say. Wheel. That's out of my wheelhouse or something. What the I, fuck? I, I How do you that. even know what white? I think I heard that on like Law and Order or something. Um, <laughs> but former NFL player Zach Stacy, um, he was arrested recently in Florida because there was a video that went viral online, and I don't know exactly. I'm assuming she posted the video. It was she in their posted house. the video. Okay. 
So she posted the the ex-girlfriend, mother of his child, posted the video online from footage from their house where he was beating her, dragging her, tossing her around in front of their infant son while their infant son was, like, sitting on the couch. That video was real hard to watch. It was. Like, you threw her into the, the TV, like, just beating on her, tossing her around, like... And I think it was, like, harder to watch because she was so calm, like, it's happened before. Yeah. You know, oh, like, it's... It's definitely happened It's before. definitely... I, and I feel like every time I see something like that, I'm like, it, it, it's had to have happened before mm-hmm. because unless someone snaps, and I don't know how that happens, but... It's an escalation thing. First of all, he was throwing her around like a rag. No one just no one just starts like just beating the shit out of you randomly just one day. You know what I mean? Like it has to have been it has to have been going on. And hopefully that was her last straw and that's it. But so he he fled after that. He was like on the run for I, I don't know how many days exactly, but he was on the run for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then they thought he left the state, and she thought that he was staying with friends, but mm-hmm. they didn't arrested him mm-hmm. in Florida. But it's so scary because like she could have died right there. That baby was like right the baby could have been hurt because obviously he had no regard for life at that point. Bro, it was like the, that video was hard to watch. It was like the anger, like the fuel in him. Mm-hmm. Like even like when he went to go punch her in the face and then he like stopped himself. Mm-hmm. And then he went, he, it looked like it was like cat food or something mm-hmm. that he like threw at her. But like the way he slammed her down through the bouncer, like mm-hmm. everything, the way he threw her into the TV, like it, that was just real nothing. hard to watch. And, and we know that it happens, domestic violence, it happens to, like, we just talked about with Stevie J and Faith Evans. It happens to men and women. Men do it. Women do it. It's not a, and I, I always like to clarify, it's not a gender thing. It probably happens to women more. But it's not solely a gender thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm like, trying to imagine. I don't want to, I don't want to imagine, I don't want to feel her fear, like, in that moment because I'm pretty sure she even thought in that moment, like, we're watching it from the outside, but she's mm-hmm. living it. I'm pretty sure she thought in that moment, like, I might not make it out of this. Mm-hmm. Because physicality-wise, a man is stronger. I just kept thinking when I was watching it, like, thank God she has this on camera because nobody's going to believe it. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God she had this on camera. Like, mm-hmm. thank God she had... Like, that's all I, like, I kept thinking, like, as hard as it was to see it and, like, see it happen right. to somebody. Like I said, like... You don't have to be, you know, like a fucking crime scene investigator mm-hmm. to know that if somebody put their hands on you for the first time, your reaction is going to be out of shock. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a, whoa, oh, you know what I mean? Right. Like a, you're going to have a, sh- or like you like go silent or you freeze right. or like, she was like, Zach, please, Zach, oh. Like, not again, Zach. Right. Zach, the baby. Oh, God, no. And I know that now. I know When he's talking to her, I know that, that now. I know. Like, she was too calm and mm-hmm. reasoning with him for this to be the first time he's OD'd like this. Yeah. Yeah. Way too calm. And, and I'm that assuming the in cameras itself, were, were, like, nanny cams. I'm yeah, yeah. That's what it seemed he like. Couldn't, he couldn't have known that they were there. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. Because mm-hmm. that would... That I would mean, and if he did, he's... 
And it's hard because she probably thought the same thing that you said. Like, if this is not on video, no one's going to believe me. Mm-hmm. If this is not on video, he's not going to be arrested for it. There's no proof mm-hmm. because that's what it is. Because even when you go, if, if it's something where, like, we know, like, these situations, they escalate. It's not like he didn't just come in one day and start beating her. It's probably been happening for a while. Mm-hmm. It starts with, with verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. It starts, you know what I mean? He might have hit, um, I was watching a, recently the show on Netflix, Made. Mm-hmm. And the the woman at the domestic violence shelter, she made a point. She said, do you think, she said, that's how it escalates. Like, first they hit something near you, mm-hmm. or they, you know what I mean, they throw, they throw something near you before they hit you. She was like, she was like, um, my ex strangled me. Do you think on our first date he was like, oh my God, you're so beautiful in that dress. I'm going to strangle you one day. No. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to be abusers. Yeah. But it escalates. It's, it's definitely an escalation. Like, I feel like when you're in a situation, whether it's verbal abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, it's all a pileup, mm-hmm. right? And it starts with something small, like, I don't know, looking back, like, never considered I was in a any type of domestic violence situation. But looking back at situations, being an adult now, like, that's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had cold water thrown on me. I've had my leg slammed in a car door. Like, little different situations. Mm-hmm. Like, I've put my hands on someone before. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it doesn't make it okay either way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you're in a relationship like that where tensions are high or, like, you're in such a toxic relationship, like, you look at little scenarios like that as, like, oh, well, it wasn't this, so it can't be that. Mm-hmm. He didn't punch me in the face, so it can't be that that was right. something wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? You just think, like, oh, that was a bad argument. Right. Because when you're, even when you're, like, explaining this to people, you're like, well, we didn't, we didn't fist fight. Mm-hmm. Like, and then this happened and then. So it's like. And then it just did this. And... Yeah. So it's like, it's like the justification, too. And I feel like that's what a lot of people go through because they're like, oh, well, well, we, well, I did this, or like we we were both arguing, or we were, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. like there's always some type of justification for it, and I feel like a lot of women and men, a lot of people in general, in relationships, and not even it wasn't until I've always thought domestic violence was was just like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, mm-hmm. but I, it's not until like I was older that I learned that it's like like. I guess anyone who you have an intimate relationship with, mm-hmm. not just intimate, but, like, anyone you have a personal relationship or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I guess your sister could be domestically, like, violent. Yeah, technically they, they you. consider it, like, within living parameters. Right, mm-hmm. right. Like, if you're yeah. going through anything like so that. So if it's, like, a home. family dispute, anything like that, they mm-hmm. consider all that domestic violence. Right. So, but obviously, we see it the majority of the time where it's, like, relationship boyfriend girlfriend husband wife that kind of that kind of situation mm-hmm. but um i wanted to read this like signs of abuse and abusive relationships as far as domestic violence goes so it says domestic violence and abuse can happen to anyone regardless of size gender or strength this is especially true when the abuse is 
psychological rather than physical. Mm-hmm. And it says emotional abuse is often minimized, yet it can leave deep and lasting scars. So that's like one I think people don't talk a lot about a lot either. That's probably the worst. Because it happens and you can't you can't prove it. You know what I mean? And you can't go to the police and be like, I need help. And that's more so the one that you're getting on a daily, hourly basis. Right, and that's how, and that's like the pretext really for the physical because Mm -hmm. it's like you're being mentally abused, you're being emotionally abused, like all of this is happening in the verbal. And yeah, sure, you can leave if you are strong enough or if you have the support or if you feel like, you can we can say I feel like anybody can say oh just leave like it's that easy but I feel like it's not always that easy for a lot of people or they don't think it's that easy or they can't they it's can't, not that easy they can't I, I don't like using the word easy but like a lot of people just don't feel like maybe they have the support or you know what I mean? it's just it's just not easy. I don't even think sometimes it's that deep I think that sometimes as humans, we want to believe that other people are human. And in being right. human, you make mistakes. Right. So I think that's where it comes from. You always think that somebody has a chance to improve. Right. Or this was just this one time. Or this was a mistake. Mm-hmm. They were in a bad mood. They said the wrong sorry, thing. They right. right. So it's like, although those things can become a habit, sometimes those things are true. Sometimes mm-hmm. it was a heated argument. Sometimes it right. was the wrong scenario. And everybody that slips up and says the wrong mm-hmm. things isn't an abuser but then right. there's people who prey on nice people there are manipulative people mm-hmm. there are people who like to break you down and like to weaken you for their own gain and that's a whole different animal right but i think it all starts out the same i think it all starts out as a wow i didn't expect this mm-hmm. but let's move past it because you made a mistake right right and I always, I always said, I always, always said, so like what we said, it starts with emotional, it starts with things that aren't physical. And I, it, I think it's hard for someone to wrap their head around the fact that it's as bad as physical abuse, mm-hmm. the emotional, the mental, the verbal, because when you go to ask someone for help or when you go, like if you went to the police or if you went to try to go to like a shelter or something, they were like, well, did you document this? Is there mm-hmm. a police report? Are there any pictures or anything of, like, abuse? And you're like, right. how do I get a picture of emotional abuse? How do I get a right. picture of verbal abuse? Like, um, so that it, it He tells me like, I'm worthless and then so I'm this sounds, every day. Right, so it sounds like the authorities mm-hmm. and people who you're supposed to be going to for help are, it sounds like they're minimizing it because you don't have any physical proof. So then you're like, okay, well... Maybe it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm overthinking it because, like, he's not hitting me. So maybe I'm just being too emotional or maybe I'm looking too deep into it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then you stay. They keep doing it. They keep doing it. Then and it, it ends up right. It it, it just Now he's tired of you telling you you a bum-ass bitch. Now he want to show you how much of a bum-ass bitch he right. thinks so you is. Right, so now it turns into the physical. And, like, it's not, now it's like, here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are now. So I think it was taken more if all of the types were taken more serious then it may there may be a chance to lessen the the amount of actual physical mm-hmm. abuse cases because like i said the rest of it gets really it gets minimized and pushed aside as not as bad 
when it is and it, it could be even worse because like you said that's what you're really going through day in day yeah. out like you're obviously you're not being physically beat from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep but you are probably being verbally abused and emotionally abused yeah. and mentally abused like it's it has to be so tiring mm-hmm. and it's like when i was younger right i used to watch like you know like maury or jerry springer or like a mm-hmm. lot of these talk shows and i would never understand the situations where it'd be like he doesn't allow me to go out or they're locked in mm-hmm. the house all day or like situations like that. And I used to be like, why the fuck you just ain't leave if he's not there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you become an adult and you see people's relationships who aren't in violent relationships mm-hmm. and how much they rely on the other person. Mm-hmm. There's so many people on even healthy relationships that mm-hmm. don't do shit. Everything is a hundred percent on another person. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a female that feels like your feet need to be dusted off before you get in the bed by your mm-hmm. spouse. Like, there are really some girls I say all the time who do not want partners. They want a father. Mm. That's what they think these men are. Like, you have to take care of me. You have to cater to me. You have to right. do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Like, a relationship is a partnership. If you don't agree, you shouldn't be in one. Right. Period. That's not negotiable. Um, both people in the relationship need to be happy. Both people need to feel like their needs are met. And both people need to get something out of this. Right. Because if not, we could be single. Right. What's the point of being together? I don't make no sense. So, you know, right, you grow up and you see how like people who aren't stuck Mm -hmm. still have the mindset like they're stuck. So imagine people who don't have anything but this person. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then it starts to make a little bit more sense Mm -hmm. how some people end up in these situations. And I feel like I say all the time, I in a hole, if I had to describe myself of what makes up me if this was a Mm. class project of what makes up bianca to who she is for anyone that knows me i'm just a ball of trauma Mm. everything every way that i move down to how i carry myself in my relationship Mm. is based off things that i've gone through and it's like a lot of those things have hindered me in past Mm. relationships even my current relationship there's been several times where like eric will be like yo like you like have like this real problem with like males like mm-hmm. a female could say something to you in a certain way and like you'll take it but if a male says it like you're on the defense or whatever mm-hmm. and that co- that all comes from trauma and i feel like even down to a situation like this it's always been real clear to me that i will never rely on a man ever mm-hmm. don't matter how many promises they give you how much they tell you because i'm a firm believer that you do not fully know people until things get ugly mm-hmm. so situations like this stories like this you know what i mean with domestic violence where people have no choice but to stay right is 110 percent of the reason why i always be like nope i'm gonna have my own and mm-hmm. i'm gonna have my own this and i'm gonna have my own this and i'm gonna right. have a backup plan to this i'm gonna have a backup plan to this and it's not being a pessimist it's just being i feel right. like prepared you yeah. know what i mean but that comes from somewhere like, like the need not to feel secure to be ready to to get up and go right what if i need to get up and go? right i always have right. to have an exit plan because right. at the end of the day i have to make sure mm-hmm. i'm good like i can't need somebody too much right like i could like i could want you here mm-hmm. i could want your company i could want everything that comes with this mm-hmm. but like i'll never need it right like exactly but like that really isn't healthy either it isn't it's not if to an extent like I don't think you should wake up every day, like, with your suitcases packed to the side, like, go ahead and try me today, I got them packed, you know what I mean, or making it, like, known, like, you, 
you blinked at me wrong because you know I have a bank account ready to leave you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. But, like, always, even if you don't have the full funds to, like, be like, oh, I have a, I have a backup apartment. I have a backup house right now. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for you to act up. Like, stuff like that. But always being, I feel like, even more so as being, like, it's important to be financially prepared mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean, stuff like that. But I think the most important part, because you can get financially prepared. You can you have a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You... It might take a, a month or two. You might have to stay with somebody. Whatever. Whatever you need to do. But more importantly, be be mentally mm-hmm. ready. Yeah. To go. Don't ever feel like... And I think that's more important than like... I, I might need to work a few extra hours. Whatever. I'll get it done. I'll figure that out. I'll figure that that physical part out. But I need to be mentally... Because if you're not mentally ready to go or emotionally ready to go then then you're stuck mm-hmm. more more even more so than not being financially ready to leave yeah that's true and and because day in and day out even in, in a relationship and it's it's not realistic to think that even in a household where you have two incomes that unless i mean you've got money like that and you're super rich but it's not realistic to think that you can just up and leave at the drop of a dime for us regular people and be able to resume mm-hmm. your normal life that same day or the next day. Like, there's going to be some days and some weeks you might need to take the figure shit out. Right. The physical part. Where are you going to live? Okay, like, where are you going to live? What am I going to do with my kids? Like, what is going to happen right now? Mm-hmm. But you can't do any of that. You can't figure any of that out unless you're mentally right. prepared. And if you're stuck in a situation that's violent or you're being abused physically mentally emotionally whatever you might not be mentally prepared to go Mm -hmm. so then you fall into this pattern and you stay because you're thinking what am i gonna do on my own who am i even without this person to be my crush or to take care of me i'm nobody without them because they've done a good job letting you know that you aren't anybody Mm -hmm. without them so then you stay, and it happens again, and it happens again, and it happens again, until one day you find enough strength, or you have enough support to help you, and you really get out of the situation, or it happens in a lot of situations, you don't make it out. And that's, and that's the, a sad right, reality. That's that... the reality of it. There's situations where you don't even get the chance to even get out. And that's like, I mean, that's obviously the, the extreme, but it's real that's what happens so it's and i'm not sure if we've previously talked about um domestic violence i know we talked about bitch ass men and like just you know men that feel they're cool to put their hands on women but i'm not sure like what statistics i don't i don't think we went too much into the statistics in that episode i know it was like we touched on it in that episode but it was also more so about like but just in the sense of like putting your hands on people, right? Cheating, just thinking they're like in general, like right. Above the so here are some statistics regarding domestic violence. On average, nearly twenty people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States during one this during one year. This equates to more than ten million women and men that are 
physically abused by intimate partner. One in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence, intimate partner contact sexual violence, or intimate partner stalking with impacts such as in- injury, fearfulness, post-traumatic stress disorder, use of victim services, con- tr- contraction of sexually transmitted disease, etc. And then it goes down to break down um, which of those statistics for the one in four and one of nine are each of those. Um, yeah, that's it's basically like twice it happens to women twice as much. Oh, yeah. But that shows that it, it doesn't not happen to men. It says domestic victimization is correlated with a higher rate of depression and suicidal behavior. 19% of domestic violence involves a weapon. Women between the ages of 18 to 24 are most commonly abused by an intimate partner. Um, intimate partner violence accounts for 15% of all violent crime. Uh, it also says, on a typical day, there are more than 20,000 phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines nationwide. And it says, one in seven and one in 18 men have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime to the point where they felt very fearful or believe that they or someone close to them will be harmed or killed. I know that firsthand. Um, and then it goes on to rape and stalking, homicide, children and domestic violence, um, a bunch of stuff. But either way, if you're not yeah, getting the point so already, yeah. It, goes, yeah, it goes so much deeper. Either way, then just... Uh, like I said before, some people's views on domestic violence are only when it pertains to men, and that's mm-hmm. not okay either. Domestic violence goes both ways. There's no reason, there's no excuse, and as I stated earlier, I personally can speak from both standpoints mm-hmm. as a person that, like I said, not got hands put on me, um, but I mean, like, have experienced something in the realm, mm-hmm. Um but as someone who has put their hands on somebody, it's not okay either way. It's not right. it's not an excuse. It doesn't matter what's said to you, what you don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it comes from, in, in my experience mm-hmm. personally, from, you know, being immature. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the only, the, only, the only justification of it, and I, I feel like it, this is like a gray area, but I feel like the only thing is if you're defending yourself, if you had to defend yourself. Because, like, now, yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're beating on me, like, I'm, I'm going to hit you back. Yeah, but that's not domestic but, violence then. But then that's self-defense, right? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. And then I I look at it, I guess it depends on the size of the person. The, it depends on certain factors. But I look at it as the same thing with men. Like, women also cannot feel like they can just go around putting their hands on men mm-hmm. because... Oh, you can't do nothing. I'm a man. Like, yeah, don't I don't feel that way. Don't do that. Yeah, like, I don't feel that way. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like don't like, put don't... your hands on people in if general. you don't want hands put back on you. I don't right, feel like exactly. men just shouldn't put their hands on women. Right. Women should be able to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. No, I don't feel like that. And I feel like depending on, like, like I said, depending on the size and even just people in general, like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not about to teach my son, like, oh, if she swings you, knock her out where she's, like, out cold on the floor, you have to check her pulse. But definitely get her away from you. Do what you need to do to. Yeah. You might need to. You might need to slap her. You might need to sit her down. Don't let me have no son. You might need to. Don't put your hands on my son because he got sisters too. So after right. he whoop your ass, ass, I'm gonna let him whoop your ass, and then I'm gonna whoop your ass. Don't, don't touch my son. So, so yeah. So for sure, like it is definitely like parameters. But and I think too, you gotta defend yourself. 
before I make this next point. I mean, <laughs> for anyone out there experiencing domestic violence, um, who might feel unsafe, who might need a way out, someone to speak to, the National Domestic Violence Hotline number is one eight hundred seven nine nine safe. That's one eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. Okay, um, if you are away and not with your abuser or attacker, if you go on the hotlines.org, you can also do a live chat, you can do a text message, you can do whatever way is the safest for you to get whatever answers to whatever questions or help that you need. Mm-hmm. Now, my last point about this topic was that all people who have experienced domestic violence mm-hmm. Are not abusers. Right. And that's very important to say. If you were 15 years old and got into a heated argument with your girlfriend and smacked her, that does not make you an abuser. That does not mean that for the rest of your life, you have never learned to control your emotions. Mm-hmm. As I stated, people are human and people make mistakes. Um, it all takes your judgment to figure out what's the difference between a mistake and repeated behavior. Right. An abuser is someone who continuously chooses to make the same choice over and right. over and choice. over again. That's the, that's the exactly, word. because it's a choice. It's a choice. You keep doing it. So if doing, every girlfriend since the fifth grade, Chris Brown, has been talking about you beating the shit out of her, you're an abuser. Not Chris Brown. No, because Chris Brown, he doesn't <laughs> have some situations. Because I thought he just put his hands on Rihanna until Karuchi was trying to get that little fucking situation situated. And I was like, wow, Karuchi, he pushed you down the stairs and you was doing an interview with us like he was all good. But that's besides the right. point. <laughs> that's besides the point. She lied yeah. to us. <laughs> but, yeah. <For> what? <laughs> okay. She tried to make it seem like Chris Brown was good. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. She was oh, with him. She was oh, with him. She lied really, about it. I was like, wait, hold no, on. I but really, she's happened. over here like, he pushed me down the stairs. And, he and that's, what, that's what they do. Not they. Like, that's what victims do. She was covering for him mm-hmm. and making excuses and trying to paint him mm-hmm. as a good guy everyone thinks he's such a good guy always but joking really, around but really he's not so yeah so for sure shout out to luca that movie was good <laughs> disney no, but yeah for sure it's 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 tragic in in any situation so if you're in a situation and you need to seek help or talk or chat or whatever the details that Bianca gave should be very and, helpful. Yes, and listen, y'all, be take advantage of the fact that this is the new millennium. Because back then, oh. Mickey Mouse used to be beating the shit out of Minnie. Who you gonna tell? Betty Boop was based on getting her ass beat. All this shit was normal. These mm-hmm. men literally had every right to come home and whoop your ass. Right. And nobody gave a fuck. They'd be like, okay, well, did you make dinner last night right. for him after Now that? I will triple click the side of my cell phone and call the cops. Play with me I will triple to. click this clock. <laughs> Okay. Triple click, click, block, <laughs> and load this shit <laughs> off in your ass. Okay, like no. Oh my god. So I will gladly be on an episode of Snap. Don't play with me. I love it when we end light. That's what we gotta. Yes, do. you gotta end light because life really. If you don't laugh it off, we would all be in the loony bin, just chilling. Actually, you wanna end up there? Let's end up there. <laughs> let's go to the loony bin let's together. Stop, yeah, let's, let's stop laughing. Not. But it's like free meals. <laughs> Ooh, three hots in a cot. Three hots in a cot. That's jail. You want to go to jail? Go to, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, the loony bed is probably better than jail. Gotta be. <laughs> All right, so that brings us, that depressing ass topic brings us into something positive. This week's Get It Sis. 
This week's Get Assist goes out to Carolyn Pichardo. She is a poppin' ass nail tech located in Reading, Pennsylvania, as well as Bowling Green, Kentucky. Okay, this girl, she be both places, okay. dual states out here. Okay. Her Instagram and TikTok are nails with two S's by Carolyn underscore. So I'm going to spell that out for y'all because everybody spelled their name different. So we got N-A-I-L-S-S by C-A-R-O-L-Y-N underscore. Her phone number, if you guys want to contact her, is 610-413-9882. And her email address is nailsbycarolyn at gmail.com, spelled exactly the same with two S's as stated on her Instagram and TikTok. If you guys have a hard time with that, remember, as always, whoever we shout out is posted on our Instagram page. Ready to wrap it up, sis? All right, that brings us to the end of our 49th episode. Make sure you follow all of our social media to stay up to date. Check out the link in our bio to order some podcast merch. And check out our website, shopsistersister.com. And get y'all some candles and wax melts. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, y'all. Bye.